Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. There is so much good in the world. We're not hearing much of it around the news these days, but I wanted to, on this episode of Private Club Radio, shine a light on some of the stories happening around the most incredible industry in the world, the private club industry, and the folks that serve. We're going to talk to Scott Lockwood of Baltimore Yacht Club, who grabbed my attention last week when I read a letter that he put out to his staff and members explaining that he was going to direct a portion of his own salary to help the employees affected by the COVID-19 situation who are not able to come to the club and work. That was such a touching story. I immediately thought I need to reach out to Scott and get him on this show and share that with all of you. I want to talk about some other things that I've seen as well before we bring Scott on. Uh, I took a number of screenshots here of, of things I've, I've seen happen around the country. I've got a client up in Manhattan called The Players. And because The Players had an abundance of food, vegetables, fruits, and the like, and they had to shut their clubhouse down in Manhattan, they decided to donate those items to other New Yorkers who were in need. I thought that that was absolutely incredible. Another story I saw around the industry, Eric Bischoff Berger, the assistant general manager of Colleton River Club, he gave a post on LinkedIn talking about the supplies that their club was putting together for their members. They created a commissary with toilet paper, bottled water, sanitary wipes, bleach, and and things that were essential uh, during this crisis. We got one more story here. Jacqueline West, she's the membership and communications director at Valley Low up in uh, outside of the Chicago area. I'm seeing a picture right now on LinkedIn. They posted of a car load full of fruits and vegetables that they're taking out to a local food pantry for those that are less fortunate in the community. It's just such amazing to see the good happening, and I want to celebrate that here today on this episode. And without further ado, let's bring on Scott to chat about his selfless act, and I hope it inspires all of you out there to take whatever steps you can. Here we go. Well, I'm joined this morning by Scott Lockwood. He's the general manager of the Baltimore Yacht Club outside of uh, downtown Baltimore. I guess that's Essex, Scott, right? Is that where, where your club is it located? It is, we're Essex Middle River. Yeah. yeah, Essex Middle River. First uh, place I ever lived when I lived in Baltimore, actually, as a kid. I was about six years old, and uh, that's where I was, down in Mill River. <laughs> yeah. I was fortunate to have you here uh, not that long ago with the uh, Greater Baltimore chapter, and I, um, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad I get a chance to with you here on this uh, phone call. Yeah, that was really fun to, uh, sure. your chapter is a great one. I, what I enjoyed most about your chapter actually, when I spoke there is that you guys were casual, which I loved. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think, I think I showed up, I might've been the only one in a suit, <laughs> but you guys were in jeans <laughs> and casual that day. That was great to see. Appreciate it. Thank so you. you're, you've done pretty extraordinary things. I, you know, I've been, you know, keeping track of everything that's happening on social media with clubs all around the country and yours has consistently stuck out for me the past two weeks 
First off, Scott, I know you've been really big on sharing the communication that you're giving to your members. Why was that so important for you to share with the industry what you were telling your own members at Baltimore Yacht Club? When I was going up in the industry, I got so much out of what folks were, were sharing, what I read, uh, industry. And to me, it was also just a way to, to give back. I also kind of felt at the time when it started, the, the uncertainty, the, the, the wording, how people were going to say stuff was uh, people were going to be at a loss. I mean, nobody goes through a pandemic. Um, you know, certainly when you look back, you know, how many years ago, and yes, we went through the you know, 2008 uh, stuff, but um, you know, I'm a first time general manager, uh, here at Baltimore Yacht Club. I've been here for seven years and we've been on a steady upswing. Our membership has gone up and, uh, things, you know, kind of going along. And I, I know it's something was eventually going to kind of happen, but nothing to this magnitude, obviously, um, that we we're going to have a challenge. And, uh, and I just think that it was very, very key to, uh, to express and, and, and share and, uh, and let people know that, Hey, they weren't, they weren't alone and uh if if it helped in guide or or lead and or help them in any way to write their communications that it was um it was worthwhile to do yeah absolutely it was and i'd love you to just kind of take us back these last couple of weeks and talk about the types of communications that you put out there how you made the decisions you know how do you came to the decisions that you eventually made that you communicated to the members and um you know obviously we'll end with what i think is one of the, the coolest, most selfless acts that I've seen in the private club industry. But let's let's take it back a few weeks here, Scott. Uh, what were some of the first messages you were putting out to your membership? Well, I, we, you know, every everybody will kind of go back, and I think a point, a pivotal point in time is going to be the the NBA you know, canceling the season. So I left the Wednesday night, and certainly there were some games, and, and the tournament was uh, you know, going to be not in front of a crowd, but the NBA kind of doing that. And I text. Um, my general manager, or listen, my uh, uh, Commodore at uh, 6.45 in the morning it resonates with me Thursday morning. It's not a time that we would normally communicate at all, just knowing that we were going to be dealing with a different moment in time. Um, and I consciously sat down for my first communication and um, didn't put coronavirus in there, didn't put you know uh, links to the government stuff. I just had in my mind, when I wrote that communication, there was enough of that out there. I mean, I had communications coming back to me from other, uh, other vendors that we use that were you know, sending that stuff. So, you know, I, I didn't judge anybody for making those things, but I made the conscious decision that we were going to just focus in on that. It was a, uh, a, what was going on here at the club, that it was a crisis. And if they wanted that kind of information, there was enough of it out there on the news. There was enough places for people to go, go and get that information that we weren't going to say that it wasn't one. We weren't going to sugarcoat and say it was just a, um, that it was just a, a crisis or an issue. We did call it a health uh, concern. Um, but, and I think by saying that people knew exactly what we were talking about. They didn't have to go too far or, 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 or think that we were trying to hide behind it, but we, we didn't want our communications to get um get too bogged down with the information they could find elsewhere. Right. Yeah, that's that was um, it's probably wise. I and mean, obviously our members are very smart people. They're uh, intelligent and they're up to date on the on the news most times. So um, definitely that was probably a great approach. What what came next? Because I know you put out a number of messages that, that same week and into the next week. Um, we wanted to convey a a, a, a sense of uh, 
community and, and safety. Um, I, my, com my conversation with the board, my, my conversation with the with the officers, a I was very uh, you know kind of blunt and um, and direct with them as far as my my ultimate concerns. I said I could be overthinking this, I could be overreacting, but um, I you know mentioned a bunch of different things. I said I'm not a, a germaphobe, but I can certainly play one, and um, <laughs> we're going to look at everything with the with the utmost concern to. Uh, the membership and to our staff, and certainly, obviously, starting with our staff, um, because my original concern I saw, listened to it in some of your other um, podcasts, were that I didn't want our staff to feel that they had to be here, that, that they were required, and I and that and that was a mixed emotion for me because I knew that a lot of them were going to want to be here just to get a paycheck, right? Uh, you know, they they you know everybody needed that. People were going to need the income, so trying to balance the the need of their needs to the safety needs um, were, 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 were across the board. So the reason I also say that is because it, I try to be fair across departments and that if we were going to limit people's hours, it wasn't going to be just in the food and beverage operation. It was going to be in the, in the basin and in, in the office. It was going to be across departments to be fair to everybody that, um, that could be able to work. And uh, so, but again, so we, um, you know, obviously we, we sent out pictures uh, on Facebook. We did some stuff that, that we were cleaning and the measures that we were taking. Um, but we were also discreet. I kind of did those more later. I didn't want to be too out. People knew we were doing stuff. All I had to do was show up and see that we were serving. We had a salad bar traditionally uh, in our dining room uh, every day. And then we went to obviously serve salads. Uh, that mm -hmm. was a big key thing. Sure. And um, and then shortly after, you know, after the weekend, and we went into the lunch, and the governor of Maryland, um, I, I think, you know, still started to uh, close down restaurants. We um, we you know, I don't judge people for doing carry out. We went to no carry out. We didn't want to make people feel like they had to be here once again. The staff required to be here, and we have uh, email me now. You will get a response back. Email anybody in our. Uh, management team, if you email any of them, you get a standard response back that the club is locked. There's only one way for people to get in and out of the club on the entrance, the kitchen, as well as the office, which are right next to each other. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's just so we can monitor, so we know who's coming in and out, right. and, um, and and the traffic, just to, to make people feel, uh, that the staff feel that, um, and, and the membership that are coming in, that we're, uh, we're looking out. Right, absolutely. So, Let's get to really that selfless act that I've alluded to here that, that you took. Um, and I, I got to imagine that decision didn't just come alone. You, you had to talk that over. I know you're a married man. You had to talk this one over with your wife. But, but let folks know what you decided to do because I think it's so inspiring. I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm, I'm certainly humbled and I appreciate the people that it has resonated as much as it has. But um, you know, going back, it was pretty much on Saturday um, when I knew that I was going to have to, at the, at the very least, when we were restricted to 50 people and that people were probably not going to be coming uh, at, the, at, a, at a good traffic flow, going to have to reduce hours. And I knew that there were people that were going to be, you know, going to be out uh, paycheck uh, or at least a reduction of hours, whether they're part-time or full-time. And at that time, I wasn't sure how long that would last. So, uh, so I called my wife and said, I'm, I'm thinking of this. And I kind of danced around it a little bit. Honestly, I wasn't sure how to even, even as close to relationship we've had for 11 years, kind of come right out and say, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And, uh, and she helped pull it out of me and, uh, said, 
you know, she's like, of course, you know, that, that's certainly fine. It's, it's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll manage what we have. Um, but, uh, you know, go ahead. And I'm fortunate, you know, my wife and I, as far as being able to, I've been in my house for 20 years. And, and uh, so we can manage that. And, and we have you know, kids. I, you know, had some decisions there that were, were, were a little bit flexible than most people might not. But, uh, mm-hmm. at that point I sat down and, and crafted an uh, email that then she then saw as, and, uh, as the one that, responded uh that crystal or one of our part-time servers responded to that i had no post and i had other staff respond but the 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 context the uh the one i shared on on linkedin because it just it made me feel so good they all made me feel good but that one was just the 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 context in which she uh she put that out there was uh was resonating to me and it made me feel so much good so just to kind of jump a little bit too is that now with the hours not really being as imperative uh, and trying to redirect the, the, that salary portion. Obviously, I made that commitment to the staff, and we stuck. And my wife and I have stuck by that commitment, and um, we are uh, making a co- contribution in kind to what I was going to do to the uh, employee fund uh, in conjunction with the rest of our membership, uh, the ones that are, are, are contributing, which is a, a fair uh, amount, and uh, certainly a lot of them that were interested in doing that, which made us expediate that because we were going to kind of see, okay, what's the cash flow? Be, what's the, what are we going to need to ask for? And um, the, the concern was so, was so much that we decided to go ahead and, and, and not wait to go through these numbers with a fine tooth comb to go ahead and get these things out and get it going now. So you, you decided that you're going to actually take some of your salary and put that into the employee fund. Correct. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how, you know, we ended up, um, that's what ends up happening now because uh, before it was, I was going to kind of take some hours if this went on for a month or so and kind of you know, give them some, anybody missed a shift, maybe two hours of their time and kind of, and kind of stagger this going down through paycheck to paycheck. And as soon as it became such an a, a, a abrupt thing, um, we took a look at what we thought we were going to commit to at least for, for a two month period and, uh, and, and committed that in, in one in one lump sum to the fund as a whole. Now that that's the uh, uh, that's our mission and goal uh, currently um, with the uh, drive here at the uh, at the club. Now I'll also be I, I'm going to commend our executive committee. Uh, I called them. And I said I, I don't know how this is. I've never gone through a pandemic. I don't know what to expect. I'm not sure how payroll is going to work. I don't know how if we end up being in a shutdown, how it gets delivered, how it gets processed. And I didn't want our, at least our full-time staff, because we had a little bit of restrictions. I didn't want our full-time staff to go and wait and wonder, uh, you know, when, they, when the paycheck was going to come, what they couldn't. They need necessities now. Right. They need necessities. My wife and I went to the store and got stuff down. So we cut checks in advance of, uh, of the, um, of the, payout for the fund so that they would have those starting yesterday wow. to, uh, to cash and to, uh, to go out and start getting uh, some necessities that they, uh, they, 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 they desperately need. That's fantastic. Out of, does. out of curiosity, Scott, did, did some of your members see that, that and decide that they're also going to attribute to this fund as well, or what's gone on since that happened? I, I might be too um, on that. I mean, I, and the, the executive committee, um, knows exactly what I, I've done. I mean, only the commoner knows the exact contribution um, outside of the person that's doing the paperwork in the office. Uh, this sort of thing now, but the executive committee and, uh, knows for sure. And I'm sure some of it's probably gotten out to some of the membership. Um, I, I know some of the members are, are, are following me on, on LinkedIn, a handful. So yep. I'm sure it has, but I, I 
I know that it, they didn't need poking or prodding. These people are going to donate. These people are going to contribute. Bonner Yacht Club is, is yeah. definitely a, a strong community of support. And uh, so, so it was just, it, you know, I'm glad that it's gotten out there and, and I hope more people kind of hear, but uh, I have, uh, haven't added it as, as a, as a portion. I've, and I've thought about it, you know, different times I started to sit down and try to craft the letter, how I want to do it. Okay. All list of people have, or, but I, you know, I, I just don't, I don't want to get in the position where who is it, who isn't contributing. Sure. Everybody has, yeah, the ability or the limits, and it's uh, so. That's right. that's, a, that's the current approach with that. I think that's a very valid point. I mean, some people can, some people can't. Uh, the fact that you did is just mm-hmm. incredible. I hope other managers also see that. Have you heard about any other clubs doing something similar, whether it's coming from their members or from their staff themselves? Since you put that message um, out, I, I don't. I don't know. When I did it, I did tell our other, um, our other. Uh, salaried employees that I, I didn't expect them to do that in kind or, or, or I didn't want them to feel that they, they should. I said, really what's going to happen with you all is that you're probably going to be end up make, working more hours to protect the staff and, and the club and to make sure that we have a place to come back to after the shutdown. There's going to be so much more required of you. Right. Um, but I certainly have, um, and, I, and, I, and I certainly have seen, uh, you know, clubs and uh, companies in the area I know one club. I also have a restaurant in the Baltimore area. They're selling T-shirts uh, to to to, and the proceeds going to their their staff. And I've seen you know the virtual tip jar for other restaurant industries um, and, and other communities. So I'm sure there are, uh, you know, and I'm sure just like me, I don't want to. Yeah, I kind of when I first did it, I was wanted to share the story, but I didn't. I wanted to be doing it in a tactful way. Right. And. Um, and, and the way I, the way after Kristen did that, it was just, it was about that email, um, and I know that you know, coming through that email is also the act, but uh, you know it was really how that made me feel to be the way that was worded and the way she shared it with me. That's fantastic. I, again, commend you so much, Scott. It was really in, inspiring to see. I know that across industries, we're going to be seeing more great things happen, and the the good really come out of people. You know, we see so much. You watch some of these t- television shows on Netflix and it's, you know, doom and gloom. But when you see great things like this happen, I, I just thought we needed to shine a light on it and hopefully inspire others out there to do what they can, whether it's monetary, whether it's time, like you mentioned, whether it's putting together supplies and, and donating things to the local community and other effort, any efforts that your clubs can make. I'd love to put them out here on Private Club Radio and really, really shine a light on the good that's happening. So, Scott, thanks for being hey, being the first, go ahead. I want to jump jump in with one more thing that we're kind of doing um, to, to leave with everybody because I think that yeah. the next thing you now that now and I even said to our Commodore the other day that now the reality is kind of uh, set in. We've kind of moved on to kind of preparing for what what's to come. And to me, it's it's kind of the mental health uh, aspect of it all. And and I will just uh, kind of suggest to everybody. I think it's already out there. I saw some of the posts already. People kind of sharing their cell phone numbers and stuff. That is that. You know, I've already reached out to a couple of people. Every once in a while, you know, two people a day, I would just call and just share stories, commiserate. You know, let people know what you're doing, going on. And to that extent, um, that was why in our employee uh, fund email, we encourage members to write back. I'm going to hold on to some of those emails and periodically just send them out to our mass staff email. And um, to get the staff hours uh, for this pe- for this week um, is, and maybe you know the next week too, because we try to keep them on the payroll. Um, instead of having them come in and clean, since we didn't really need to do that anymore since we were closed, we had them come in. I had them come in 
and they are writing emails. They took this home. So I have servers and cook now working at home. We usually wouldn't consider that that'd be an option. They're working from home, uh, writing letters that we've stamped and gave them labels to the membership. Uh, just you know, two, three sentences, let them know they're thinking of them. Because I just know that that's going to be probably a very meaningful thing when they open that up, just the contact, let alone you know, that it's coming for us and, and the club itself. That's fantastic. So just some suggestions there. Yep. I think that's uh, I think that's going to be the next wave. Yeah. No, this is going to go on. I think for for many months. So it's going to evolve, and it's going to. There's going to be a lot more decisions to be made. But again, what a great act that you you started. I really hope we see more clubs around the country do that. Scott, thank you so much for your time, and uh, be well, my friend. You too. Everybody, be well, and uh, and if anybody needs anything, give me a shout. But uh, everybody, be safe and be uh, be uh, be uh, healthy. Take care. Thank you, Gabe. That's going to wrap it up for this special edition of Private Club Radio. Be well, be safe. I'll catch you back here on Monday. And until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit ConcertGolfPartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.